This is the Making Millionaires Podcast, a realistic, no BS approach to effective and profitable investing. Everything from options trading to real estate. Once I'm done with you, you'll be itching to tell your boss to take a hike. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get in your face about the real way to make money and change your family tree. It's time to start thinking like a winner. So buckle up, sugar cup. It's about to get real. Hello and welcome to the Making Millionaires podcast. I'm Andrew with the Options Millionaire Community, your number one investing resource for all things investing educational. New partner and affiliate of Bookmap, fantastic tool to add to your system to help you with your entries or exits and holding runners for massive, massive gains. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Hope you have uh, have had a fantastic week since last episode. It's been an incredible week. It's been an incredible month, an incredible year. And I expect it to continue. July is going to be fantastic. The rest of the year is going to be incredible for gains, returns, but most importantly, learning from one another and bettering one another through the prosperance of education and knowledge. So uh, I want to do a little story time. I want to throw a little story at you. If you've been in the community for a while, you've heard me tell this story. Uh, but I think there's going to be some great lessons intertwined in this story. And that is how I blew up my account and how you can learn to build back an account after doing so. Uh, it's pretty common for people to blow up accounts. All the people that are, all the best traders that I've learned from all have blown up in accounts, including myself. Uh, everyone who's worth their salt in a, a good trader has blown up an account, millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and everything in between. Uh, so I think it's a good lesson to learn. And I don't ever want to imply or make assumptions that I've never take losses because I take losses. I took a six-figure loss in March, which did, I, I did not blow up my account. It was a six-figure loss. And then uh, way back when I started, I did blow up an account. And I thank God for it every day now. At the time, obviously, I didn't. And But now, it, it's the best thing that's ever could have happened to me. And one day, I hope that you look back and see that as the same way because it is a very valuable lesson as long as you learn from it. I learned from it. I learned from it very quick. And I'm going to tell you that story. So sit down, buckle up, and let me know what you think. So I was a young whippersnapper, young 20s, fresh out of college. I just finished college with my accounting degree. And uh, I thought since high school, I took, I took an accounting class in high school, and I thought I was good with numbers. I made 101 uh, because of extra credit in high school in my accounting class, and I was told I was good with numbers. My teacher said, "Hey, you need to, you need to go to college and get yourself an accounting degree because you can make yourself some good money. Fifty-five grand fresh out of college and make your good money." I was like, "Man, that sounds really good." I came from a family with no wealth, no finance, no financial prowess, no investments, no nothing at all. Um, literally nothing. I had to pay for everything, including my lunch money, back all the way into high school and middle school. So, man, fifty-five grand a year sounded amazing fresh out of high school. So heck yeah, man. So I signed up, I went to college, and I got myself a four-year degree in accounting, a bachelor's of accounting. Uh, I was a, a low B, high B student. I started out as an A student, but uh, you know, between my crazy partying antics and working 40 hours a week at Verizon selling cell phones, I didn't port, put forth the full effort that I wanted to or should have and to get those A's. So I finished out with a uh, a low B student, a low 3.0 average, which is, you know, which is fine. And nowadays, looking back, I know that was perfectly fine. So I, I finished up with that degree, and then I went out into the job world, and I found myself a job at a transportation company as their prospering CPA. And at about three weeks into that job, I realized I hated the world of accounting. Uh, it was the most boring thing in the world. Not saying it was a bad career. I'm saying it was a bad fit for me. I am more of a 
outgoing jokester type personality. I love being on the go. I love being active. I love outside working. I love, you know, I love sweating. I love, you know, I just, I'm a fitness kind of guy. I love being on the go. I love climbing, mountain climbing, that type of thing. I'm a very active personality. So sitting there behind a computer day in and day out, crunching numbers by myself, not interacting, it wasn't for me. And I quickly realized that that was a a very terrible mistake. Uh, So I joined the military. I joined the military soon after that. Uh, It was on a whim. I definitely, I I figured out I wanted to be a pilot. Uh, because I saw planes taken off. So I went and joined the military, but they're not going to hire you directly into the pilot program. So I had to prove myself. And I was sitting behind the desk one day uh, after being enlisted in the military. And I was a contracting specialist in the Air Force. And if you know anything about that, all it is is a buyer. It's a fancy way to say a buyer. So I would write contracts to buy supplies, services, goods, et cetera, et cetera, for the military. Anything the military needs, they would come to the contracting office and we would go buy it from vendors and supply it to the military. So that's what I did, which was a little more giving. It was a little more uh, fulfilling as a career because it was for the greater good. And I knew I was working to to our goal of being a pilot. But in the meantime, I realized that I wanted to continue my goal of investing. I've always had a bug for investing. I'd started a few side companies on the side, on the outside, one mainly being construction. I raised some money, but me and a buddy were just doing side jobs, light construction work, uh, you know, decks, uh, you know, some landscape and stuff like that. Until that didn't work out because he realized that his wife realized that he did not, she did not want him gone on the weekends. So that ended. But I was able to save up enough money to put in the market. And that accumulated to about that, um, among other things, and saving money in my job working 40 hours a week for, throughout college at Verizon. I was able to save up about $25,000. And uh, one day I was sitting at my desk and I saw a YouTube advertisement for some dude that made some colossal 3,000% trading biotech stocks in the stock market. I was like, hmm. I've always heard of this crazy stuff trading trading in the stock market and seeing these movies and uh, heard about the 2008 crash and all this stuff in the stock market. I was like, man, I need to get into this. This is this should be a good way for me to make some money. So what did I do? Immediately on the spot, I went to www.etrade.com and I opened up my first investing account. I threw 25 Gs in it. Every dime I had except for the money I needed for expenditures and some payments that I had, I put $25,000 in the stock market. Had no idea what I was doing, no research, nothing. All I was doing is pretty much going around and Googling biotech stocks and looking for whatever I could find. Analyst reports was my main form of technical research is going for the analysts. This analyst said this price is going to 4,000. This price, this analyst says you could double your money in a month. And that's what I would buy. And you know what? I got lucky, not once, but twice. I YOLO'd a good portion of my portfolio. I was able to get lucky twice, and I more than doubled my money. Here I am, a young 20-something-year-old, after about two to three months of trading, and I was able to accumulate $58,000 in the stock market. I turned twenty-five grand into 58000 And I know in today's terms that doesn't seem like a lot of money or a big gain because in 2020 and 2021, it seems like everybody and their mother were slapping up million-dollar returns and 50,000% returns and all the crazy stuff. But back in those days, that was a pretty hefty return because we haven't seen the GameStop craze yet. So I was able to turn twenty five grand into $58,000. So I thought I was big man on campus telling everyone, hey, man, you should let me manage your money or you know, you should let me trade your money or, hey, come look at this. I just I was able to turn 25 Gs into $58,000. I was big man on campus. I thought I was... I thought I was Warren Buffett. I was I was already getting ready to say, hey, man, how should I write up my retirement letter to give to my boss and all this stuff? Because I thought I was big and bad. Little did I know, I had not yet learned the lesson the market was about to provide me. So the next stock I pick, 
I don't even remember the name of it. In fact, the last time I looked it up, the ticker of it, they had been delisted. They're, they're not even no longer a company. They had a phase three clinical trial. It was their only drug on their portfolio. They were supposed to be this new impressive cancer drug that was supposed to change the cancer game forever. It was supposed to be the main next big cancer drug. In fact, this drug was so promising that this company, this was its only drug in its portfolio, this one single drug, and it hadn't even been approved yet, yet their stock price was still able to hold about 20 bucks. It was about a $20 stock price just because this drug was so promising that their projected sales were going to be high enough that it was even, it was already at $20 a share. So like, heck yeah, man, this was going to be an easy, easy money. I could take my money and I could turn this into a million bucks. And I'm like, man, can you imagine if I had, you know, a 2000% return, I could have a million dollars. Can you imagine if this thing went from 20 bucks to $200 and you know, a $400 stock price and this thing went nuts and all this stuff. So what did I do? The big man, the big fancy trader that I was, I took $58,000 plus every single dime of margin that E-Trade allocated to me, and I bought over $100,000 worth of this stock. I kicked back, relaxed, and waited for my million dollars. A couple of days later, uh, the stock price was fluctuating, some down, some up, pretty much treading sideways. And then one ominous morning at about 5 o'clock in the morning, my phone goes off. Ding-a-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling-ling. I had notifications set for this particular ticker. Seeking Alpha. It was the orange little pop-up notification on my iPhone. What did it read? Seeking Alpha. I was like, oh, oh, here it is. I looked at the notification. What did it say? FDA rejects phase three clinical trials finally due to the drug's failure to meet specifications. Immediately, my heart sank. I could felt the bubble crawling up in my throat. I felt my stomach tighten into knots. I started sweating. My heart was beating out of my chest because I knew what was about to happen. I quickly go over to my E-Trade app. I check the pre-market. It was already down 25% in pre-market, and it just happened. Before the bell even opened, the stock price was down almost 50%. By the end of the day, the stock price had fallen almost 60%. Over the next two days, the stock price was down nearly 80%. By that time, I'm completely destroyed. I watch my account drop and drop and drop into nothing. After about the 48-hour mark, E-Trade's calling me off the hook trying to force close my position, margin calling me left and right. They're calling me seemingly every 15 minutes, warning me that if I don't close the position, they're going to force close the position and lock my account. I couldn't bear to look at it. I couldn't bear to look at my account. I closed out the account, and I prayed to God that I could at least jump up a little bit, that something would happen, that it would bounce back up to make some of my money back. Why, oh, why could this have to have happened to me? Why couldn't I have one big win? Why couldn't I have made this risky, risky trade Things go well, and me may be a millionaire and a young 20-year-old for taking stupid mistakes. But nope, it never came back. It fell and fell and fell into the lower single digits to the point where I got margin called. E-Trade did, in fact, force close my position. I got a notification pop up on my E-Trade that they forced close position at market price, which was in the low single digits. So not only did I lose my entire position, but I also had to pay back the margin that I took, leaving me with a little more than $2,000. If you did the calculations, that's about a 98% loss in about 48 hours. In about 48 hours, I lost just about every dollar I made in the stock market in the past couple of months. But more importantly, I lost my confidence, I lost my cockiness, my arrogance, and my pure disrespect for the market. In that instant, I realized that I was not a big trader. I was not smart. I was not special. I was not this big, smart, new Warren Buffett guru that knew what I was doing and taking all these insane risks. And I knew right off the bat that I had made an egregious error of not respecting this market. Luckily, I wasn't married. I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. I had no one to 
go home to and with my tail between my legs and, and tell this horrible tale of how much money I just lost us, I was alone. I was by myself. It didn't make it really much easier. I had a lot of sulking, a lot of pity partying. Uh, I never once opened my E-Trade account after that forced close notification because I didn't. I couldn't bear to look at it. I could not bear to look at the balance of once was 58000 now a little more than 2000 It was just about the worst professional feeling I've ever felt. Over the course of the next month, I sulked, I pity partied, woe was me. I felt that pain. I never once thought about opening up the account or trading or any of that stuff. I just thought that was it. And after about a month and the pain started to subside, I realized that that was not the market's fault. That, yes, I wished, why, oh, why could that happen to that one time? But thinking back on it, it did happen to me. The good stuff happened to me twice. And on the third time, I got bit. So I can't sit here and say that I did not have success. I did have success. But the third time, the risk profile came back and bit me because my risk profile was much, much too great. No, I was a pretty smart guy. I'm pretty handy. I know how to do a lot of stuff. I'm not a master at one particular thing, but I'm good at a lot of different stuff from bowling to golf to football to baseball to woodworking, CrossFit, pretty much everything. I'm, I'm pretty good and handy at a lot of different stuff, including academics, math. So I knew that I could figure this out with my background, with my personality. I knew I could figure this out. So I was determined to read about this, learn about this. I was Although I was, I was completely devastated, I was still intrigued by the concept of turning a very small amount of money into a very large amount of money. And if there was a way I could do this successfully, if there was a way I could do this smartly and safely, that I could potentially turn this into a lifelong endeavor and an additional source of income. And that's the way I started looking at it. Not a get-rich-quick scheme, not a pyramid scheme, not a roulette wheel where I put all my money on 24 black and came out a millionaire. It's, I looked at it as an additional source of income. If I could bring in an extra 100 bucks a week, that's $100 more a week than I was making last week. If I could bring in $1,000 a month eventually, that's $1,000 a month. That's more than I was, I was just almost as much I was making at Verizon in college. And that's the way I started to look at it. And I started to consume every piece of literature I could. YouTube videos, books, social media personalities that people were good at trading. And I started reading and reading and reading and watching videos about the best stuff. And I boiled it all down to volume price analysis which is who you know as me now, as a volume price analysis trader. But more importantly, I had to figure out a way to how to refund my account because we all know it's difficult to turn $2,000 back into $58,000 overnight, especially when you are a brand new trader learning how to trade and losing and, and learning through the processes. So I had to figure out a way to refund my account. But I wouldn't dare put a single dime more of my money back in this account, not one cent, because I had worked hard for that initial twenty-five grand, and now it was all gone. So I made a promise with myself. I would put together some rules, I would start to trade, and if I was able to reach a certain goal, I would put a little bit more money in, and a little more, and I would make it a monthly thing. Every month I'd put a little more money in, as long as I was learning and projecting. So I created a list of rules. The first of which was position sizing. At the time, I would not put more than $100 in a particular position size. At the time. That would be the most, just in case I lost it all, that that would be it. I still had $2,000, which $2,000 is still $2,000 in the early 2000s when you're a young 20-year-old. Now it's pretty much nothing. But at the time, I mean, that was, I mean, I was paying $600 in rent at the time. So that was, what, almost four months rent. That's three and a half months rent, $2,000. So that's what I did. I created a list of rules mainly based on position sizing. And that was the huge takeaway is that from that moment on to this day, I have never once taken a loss that's even come close to blowing up my account. I've taken substantial losses, don't get me wrong. I've taken 100% losses, many 100% losses on contract positions. 
but not one of them has ever come close to blowing up my account. Not one, not one single time. I took a six-figure loss back in March, still didn't come close to blowing up my account. And in fact, my balance is much higher now than it was when I took that six-figure loss back in March because of position sizing. Obviously, my position size from a dollar perspective has gotten much bigger, but the percentages are pretty much the same since those rules I formed way back 11 years ago. So once I started hitting those criteria of consistent trades, consistent, I wasn't even making money at the time, but I was doing well enough where I could see the light at the end of the tunnel to profitability. I was like, man, this is a real possibility that if I stuck with this, I could actually do it. I started, I started to figure out what I was doing wrong. I started to adjust my rules. I started to adjust implementations into my system. I, tra- I started to read more literature and learn from this person and that person. And I started putting a little bit more money in $100 at a time, $200, whatever I could afford. If I got a bonus at work or whatever like that, I would put a little more money in there. If I did another side job, I'd put some more money in. And I was able to fund, fund the account a little bit more time, a little more time. And then eventually, I started making money. I remember my first month that I was actually profitable. I made a couple of hundred bucks one month. I was like, man, I took a lot of losses this month. And yet, I still made a couple of hundred bucks this month. I was like, hmm, this is a pretty good feeling. That was the first month I ever did it. And that was about two and a quarter years in that I was able to turn a profit one month. It took me two years to turn a profit for one month. And then the next month, I'd lose money. And next month, I would lose money. And then the third month, I did it again. And after about three years, a year after that, and first time I did a profit, after about three years, I started stringing them together. I started stringing multiple months together of making money. And I remember the first time I made $1,000, the first time I made $3,000, the first time I made $10,000 in a month. I was like, holy crap. This is real. This is tangible. I can actually generate money out of thin air and, dep- and withdraw it and put it in my account to make it real. And over the course of three years, and then four years, and then five years, and then eight years, I'm starting to see bigger and bigger returns. And the rest is history. But it all comes down to the original instance of position sizing. That was the one instance I learned, and I learned it quickly. The market took its Mike Tyson right hook and smashed me in the face as hard as he could. And it knocked me down for an entire month. But I got back up. And when I got back up, I learned that I will never get hit in the face by Mike Tyson's right hook ever again. I will never overextend myself. I will never YOLO into account ever again. And I I learned that lesson that day. And then from there, I started to rebuild my account and learn rules and piece together little at a time, all while respecting the market. The market doesn't take money from you. You That's the the thing I learned that day a long time ago is the market doesn't take money from you. The The market takes what you give it. If you give it your entire account over and over and over again, you might make some money, but eventually the market will take that money from you. Losses are inevitable. It is your decision. It is your choice on how much money you lose. It is your decision on how much money you feed the beast. It's your decision how, to how many times you get in the ring with Mike Tyson, you tie your hands behind your back because of over, for overextension and overpositioning yourself, and how many times you let Mike Tyson smash you in the face with his right hook. Because you can only get up so many times from that. Even the strongest person can only get up so many times after being hit in the face over and over and over again. Eventually, you're just going to die. Or you're not going to be able to fund your account again. Position sizing is an absolute must. I talk about it daily in the room for two reasons. One, because I experienced it. I experienced it in the worst possible way anyone can experience it. And two, to this day, I still see people blowing up their accounts in my community. Why? Because they over-position themselves. I post a 10% trade, it's not that big a deal. Other people post 10% trade and it's 10% loss of their entire account. 
where for me, it's only a 10% loss of one single position. And I keep telling y'all, it's not about the big wins. It's about the slow grind. If you are not surviving the day-to-day, you will never, ever survive the 10 years down the road. I am not teaching people how to trade so you can trade for the next three months. I am trying to teach people to trade so you can trade for the next 30 years. So you could bring in a couple hundred dollars a month for your family. So you could bring in a couple thousand dollars a month or whatever that's relative to your balance. So, you know, you could change your life with it. You could pay off bills with it. You could just change your life. This is a job. The dollars that you put in your brokerage account are your employees. You have to utilize your employees to the best way possible. And that's to generate income every single month. And you cannot generate income if you blow up your account over and over and over again. And those are all the lessons I learned back on that faithful day almost 11 years ago now. It's coming up on 11 years this fall. I never want to experience that pain again. And it breaks my heart when I see people experience that pain in the trading world because they overextend themselves and they think they can't possibly be wrong and then they get smashed in the face. But to summarize the way I built that is for is one, as I created a list of rules. Two, I learned how to trade. I read everything under the sun and then I implemented those rules with reckless abandon. I did not break that single rule once. I was terrified of the market and then I started to respect the market. And then only then did I realize that what I could do when I started to implement those rules, I started to refund the account. I started to put money in there because I didn't start, I didn't flip a switch and start becoming profitable in the market. It was not a success story where I turned that 2000 back into hundred grand. I had to start refunding the account so I could continue to learn how to trade while maintaining position sizes. And I never, ever lost more money than I put in because of a position sizing. If I found myself, I was taking too many losses. I stopped trading. I figured out what was going on and I re-implemented a couple of things. I put, I started to use stop losses. I started to use trailing stops. I started to be very patient. I started to realize that you, I did not have to sit there and trade every day. So I, then I put a little more money in. And as my confidence built, as my profitability built, after my, after my win rate built, I put a little more in there. And of course, as I made more money, after I got my military bonuses, I put a little more money in there. And then over the course of six, you know, five, six, seven years, I was able to build a pretty respectable account. And then this is where preparation meets opportunity. Because after all those years and all that hard work and all the grinding and all the crying and all the sad days and the good days and the lost money and the made money, 2020 comes along. Now, by that time, I had some real estate. I had pretty significant account build up already just because of stocks and a little bit of options trading. But then 2020 hit. And I think we all know that 2020 pretty much presented us the most unique investing opportunity in the history of the stock market. Although I say that, I never experienced a 1929 crash. I didn't experience the crash of 87. I didn't experience the crash of 99. I didn't experience the crash of 2008. I'm sure all those people said the same thing. But this crash presented a very unique opportunity. I was actually getting ready to step out of the market. And then 2020 comes along and SPY pops. The S&P pops down to what, $214 a share. I think everybody and their mother realized how good of a buying opportunity that was. I called my financial guy say, hey, who are you guys telling, what are you guys telling your clients to buy? He says, honestly, the only thing we're doing to buy, the, the only thing we're telling these people to buy is SPY. And I said, can you invest my money? Okay, like I had, a, I had a little bit of money. I, I didn't want to feel like actively investing. I said, yeah, I could do that, but I'm going to charge you five grand a year just to put in SPY when you can do it yourself. So that's exactly what I did. I put most of my money in SPY along with Tesla, along with Apple, along with Amazon, along with all these big hitters. And of course, what happened? The market exploded. For the next two years, it went on an absolute tirade an absolute tirade, buying up monetary policy. Anyone who's any, even a keen or knowledgeable about monetary policy knows that when you put in trillions of dollars into the stock market 
and unprecedented buying volume days and unprecedented bull rallies. It's going to keep going. And that's exactly what happened. And that's all she wrote. You know, that's, that's, I think looking back, it, it, it was one of the most amazing rallies in history. It brought SPY from, I think, $214 up to $480. And uh, now, of course, we're, we're feeling the effects of that, which is even still amazing to see all this action. But that was an incredible two years. And it was all those grinding years of rebuilding and fighting and position sizing and, and rules and following their rules to an absolute T that allowed me to strike while the iron's hot, to make all that preparation meet my opportunity of that coronavirus crash and make all the money in 2020 and in 2021 and now 2022 because now all the lessons I learned have allowed me to play the downside. And now my account, now my account is up 350% as of this year, just in 2022. So it's been it's an it's been an amazing eleven years. Uh, in addition to that, I've been very honored and humbled to start this community so I could teach others my lessons. Uh, and I, you know, I I've always wanted to separate myself from the pack of um, the other servers to teach people this, uh, not to teach people to YOLO bra or stonks always go up bra or all this crap. Or I'm going to full port bra. You know, I don't want to. The bra is the only word, the only slang term I know. I'm sorry, I'm I'm a boomer. So I want to start the community to teach people through the blood, sweat, and tears that I've learned, through the crying, through the agony and the anguish, uh, so I could at least, if I can even slightly reduce the learning curve of this, I think I've made an impact on the world. I think I've been able to help some people. If I could just reduce the learning curve a little bit and kind of pull you out of the throes and kind of give you some light at the end of the tunnel to learn this, because it's not easy. I can't, I can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. There's not a single Discord server or an investor out there that can make this easy for you or that can substitute experience that you're going to have to do yourself. But if I could just reduce your learning curve a little bit, either by telling this story or what I teach in the Discord or on my YouTube videos, then I think I've done a positive impact and I could hold my head high on that Uh, because I definitely do not want anyone to go through what I've been through. However, I know that pretty much everybody will because that's part of it. That's the death by fire, unfortunately, in the market in that you can't really fully respect the market until you get in the ring with Mike Tyson and he smacks you in the face with the hardest right hook you've ever felt. So that's my story. That's my blow up story. 98% loss in 48 hours, YOLOing more than 100% of my account because I use margin on a stock purchase. Never smart. I hope you can get something out of the story. Uh, I hope you can really appreciate the gravity of the market and how much I respect this market because I know how quickly anything you've made can be gone away. You can erase decades of progress on one trade. You could spend weeks, months, years building up your portfolio and you lose every cent of it on one trade. One million dollars can go to zero just as quick as a thousand dollars if you put it all into one trade. I'm telling you, it's not fun. So position sizing is absolutely paramount. And that's the main bread and butter bottom line of my teachings and of my system. Because it doesn't matter what you learn. You could do harmonics. You could do credit spreads. You can do private volume price analysis. You can do Elliott wave theory. You can do anything you want. There's a whole bunch of different systems out there and a whole bunch of different people to learn from that teach all different stuff that you can make money from that all work. But none of it works unless you know the fundamentals. And the fundamentals are position sizing controlling your emotions, being patient. The basics of human emotion that makes us human are your biggest enemies in the market. And until you control those, it doesn't matter what you learn, you'll never be profitable.
I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to another episode of the Making Millionaires podcast. I'm once again, I'm Andrew from the Options Millionaire Discord community. If you haven't already, check out the new website, www.theoptionsmillionaire.com. You can get out some cool merch. You can check out some investing resources that I recommend you read that I have read in the past. Or you could sign up for our Discord server. There are two different tiers you could choose from, the $25 tier or the $100 tier, depending on how deep the rabbit hole you want to go down. And if not, you could check us out on YouTube. We do some streaming every Monday, Wednesday, Friday there. Uh, it's a great resource that we do some live options trading, live teaching, so you can kind of see what we're about. And then we do additional streaming on Tuesdays and Thursdays that are exclusive for our uh, paid members in the Discord server. But hey, I appreciate y'all listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed this story. I did not enjoy this story at the very first, you know, the first couple of years. But hey, you know what? Now I look back on it and I'm very, very grateful for that experience. I kind of laugh about it now, about how much pain and anguish I went through. And man, it's been a fun journey. So thank y'all for listening. Until next time, this has been another episode of season three of the Making Millionaires podcast. And I'll leave you with this. The only thing separating you from financial greatness is the decision to be better.